I begin this episode, as always, by acknowledging the Ngunnawal and the Nyambri people, the traditional owners of the land on which I live and work. I acknowledge their elders, past, present and emerging, and I extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners of this podcast. Welcome to the Coconut Wireless Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Lardner. I've got an absolutely huge guest for you this week. He's Simon Raywa-Louis, who most of you will know as the head coach of the Fiji rugby side, uh, currently preparing his team for the upcoming Rugby World Cup, being held in France in September this year. Uh, He's been good enough to give us some of his time to come on the podcast and speak about his team's preparation for the tournament, as well as uh, his own personal journey as uh, as a player. And now as a coach, uh, you know, it's, it's a really, really sort of a really fascinating insight into a guy who's got sort of visible and you, you know, arguably important jobs in uh, in the country of Fiji, you know, especially with the World Cup year. Um, and he's he's got some really, really unique um, approaches to it, which which I found really, really interesting to, to hear about. So I'm, I'm so excited to bring that to you uh, this episode. Uh, just a couple of um, housekeeping things before we head into it. Um, yeah, this being you know uh, an episode with uh, with a rugby world cup coach on it um, is a re- really good opportunity for me to uh, sort of announce something that I'm I'm um, I'm working on at the moment with the world cup this year. I'm I'm trying to do some. Um, yeah, it's a concept that I've been working on for a while where I want to do um, reaction. Uh, reaction episodes after each of the uh, island nations matches. Uh, so that's Fiji, Tonga and Samoa will all be competing in the World Cup in, in September. And after each of their matches, I want to do a, um, a reaction episode where I speak about the um, the match and, and how the players went and the performances and you know, um, keep, yeah, keep it pretty sort of upbeat and positive um, as, as I try to do with, with, with all of the episodes. Um, but what, what, I, what I'd like to do and I think would make it really special is to have someone, a, you know, a, a guest host, I guess, from um, each of those island nations on the, um, the respective episodes. So I, you know, I'd love someone from the Samoan community to come on and, and, and speak with me about the Manu Samoa games and, uh, you know, and, and likewise, someone from the Tongan community to come on and speak about uh, you know, their, their reactions to each of the, um, the Tongan games as well. I've been lucky enough to um, to, to find already a, um, a collaborator for the Fiji matches. Uh, he's someone who I think the especially the Fijian community in Australia will be really really um, uh, that they'll be really familiar with. He's a very well known guy, very funny guy, very talented guy. Um, I'll be announcing that sort of a bit closer to the World Cup. But yeah, in the meantime, I'd love to get some 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 other people involved from the uh, two other major island nations who are. Uh, competing in the World Cup, if um, you you don't have to be you know, you know you don't have to know the analytics or you know, and all the ins and outs of the rules of, of rugby union. You know if if you're just a fan of the game and you're passionate about your team, you're the perfect person. You know, you, you you're um yeah you know, and yeah you know, if you if you got a bit of chat about you as well, um that that's amazing. Like you're the person I want to speak speak to. Um, so please reach out if that's something you'd be really interested in doing. You can do um, all of the matches. I think there's there's uh, four pool matches for each of the island nations, um, or you can do uh, just one. Yeah, and I'll I'll have different uh, 
different guest hosts for, for each of the matches, depending on the uh, the response to this and um, yeah, and, and what your interest is. So please, if if this is something you you'd like to be involved in, please reach out because I'd love to hear from you. Um, the other thing is uh, just continue, please, to um, subscribe and to rate the podcast uh, five, five stars if you would. Um, on whatever platform you're listening to it. Uh, the ratings honestly help so much with the visibility of the podcast and promoting it and sort of just getting it the, the way that the um, the metrics work on, on Spotify and Apple especially is the, the more ratings and the higher the ratings, um, the, the, you know, the, the more it sort of, the podcast sort of gets in front of people and sort of shoots up those, those, those charts and lists that they have. That I don't really understand. Um, so if you if you would do that, that's uh, so so helpful. And um, keep doing what you're doing, uh, please. In 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 terms of sharing the podcast around and telling people about it, that's um that that's incredible. That's something I really take pride in is the fact that um, there's no paid marketing with this with this podcast, and there's no um I don't pay for bots or anything. It's it's purely uh, shared by the community. So if you continue to do that. I'd really appreciate it. And I appreciate the people who have been doing it. So uh, without further ado, here's my chat with Simon. Uh, my guest on the Coconut Wireless podcast today is a man that uh, many rugby fans will be very familiar with. Uh, he racked up 39 caps for the Flying Vigians and served as uh, captain of the national side during his time there as well. Uh, he then moved on to a coaching career in uh, many, many very well-known uh, clubs throughout Europe, before joining Michael Checker's coaching uh, coaching team for the Wallabies, uh, where he served as the forwards coach there, before moving uh, back home to uh, Fiji Rugby, where he was appointed uh, head of, or the uh, general manager, sorry, of high performance, the Fiji Rugby Union, uh, before moving into his current role as the head coach of the Flying Fijians. Uh, coach, uh, Simon Gladwell-Louis, thank you so much for coming on the uh, podcast today. Well, Jeremy, it's nice to be here. Yeah. Uh, look, you were announced as head coach of Fiji uh, a little while ago in, in February, so you've had uh, a couple months to uh, get a feel for the job. How are you finding it? Yeah, it's been good. It's been obviously a lot of uh, organisation logistics. So I've been up to Europe and uh, visited a lot of the players that are based up in uh, up in Europe. So it was good to catch up with them and uh, basically say hello, just outline what we we're going to do through the uh, through the campaign. Uh, yep. Worked through a lot of things. Didn't want to overload them too much with rugby. Obviously, it's uh, they're still in competition. So, yeah, it was uh, good to catch up. And obviously, here <clears throat> I'm based in the based in the west, so I've got regular contact with the drawer. Um, working yeah, out, we're working out of their facility, so got the coaching staff there and the players, and just working quite closely with them. Yeah, nice. Yeah, fantastic. fantastic. Just. Um, just looking back to your your own playing days, um, as as I said in the intro, you you got to live the dream of most rugby players, where you represented your nation at the at the highest level. Um, could you just take me through your your first match for the Flying Fijians? Like, what was that like? Uh, when like finding out that you were gonna, gonna get your shot, and then obviously running out for that first match. Yeah, obviously a great privilege to to represent your country. So. <clears throat> It was obviously it was back in the day, so you, it was one of those tours where you got to, you played like seven or eight matches and you only had one test match. So it was, yeah. a, it was a it was a long process. So we went on tour to New Zealand. It was 1997, 
Uh, so we played all the matches. We started in the South Island, moved our way up to the North Island, and ended up uh, playing the All Blacks in uh, North Harbour. So mm-hmm. obviously it was a great experience, huge, uh, huge privilege. Played against one of the legendary All Black teams that had Sean Fitzpatrick and uh, Michael Jones and some of the heroes that you grew up watching. Um, we started really, really well. We scored the first try. I think we got out to 5 0. Um, unfortunately, yeah. at the last, we lost, I think it was 70 odd to. To five, but it was it was it was a great experience, and um, we quit. We the the score wasn't good, but we acquitted ourselves while we we stuck in there, and we uh, we gets a really good All Blacks team, and it was a great experience. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, at the start of my career, I think I was only it would have been twenty two, twenty three, um, playing playing against that level. Uh, Gave me the the opportunity to go and play in uh, play in Europe, which I did uh, for fourteen odd years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, obviously, every time you play play for Fiji, it's a huge privilege to get to pull on that white jersey and uh, and represent your country. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you is is a is it a, a shame to you in a way um, that those those traditional tours with, with all the the matches against like the local clubs? Uh, yeah, I'm sure they're quite grueling. But is it a shame to you that they they're sort of passed into distant history now, or? Um, yeah, in a, in a way, like I, I loved it when, obviously, as a youngster growing up, I, I just, <clears throat> I came into the game and it was just going professional, so mm. uh, there wasn't a lot of money in the game, so it was it was a privilege to go on tour and play all those games and uh, get to play, go to different places that you probably wouldn't travel to uh, uh, normally, so I really, really enjoyed it. it <clears throat> it's very tough now with uh, the professional calendars and uh you you've got you've got you've got two windows of uh, basically of four weeks to be together. Um, so to to cram that many matches in is is difficult. But you still there is some still some tours we get to play against a, a barbarians or a, or a club team. Sure, but sure. Uh, but I think those days are gone. We're going to play uh, eight eight uh, warmer matches. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's fair. Um, look, as well as your caps for Fiji, you also had uh, three caps for the. Combined Pacific Islanders side, uh, which toured uh, a number of times throughout the sort of mid to late 2000s. Uh, what was that camp like with so many players from uh, different island nations there together? Yeah, it was really good. Uh, you, you're, bringing, you're bringing together three uh, three different cultures. Uh, we're, we're brothers, but uh, frenemies, as you like to say. Yeah. <laughs> Big big rivals on the on the field, but with the the guys that I went on tour with in uh, what was it two two oh six I think it was I knew all of them I played against them in Europe we played against each other for Samoa and Tonga so it was it, it was nice coming together obviously there's yep. a, it's a it's tough to come in on one week's preparation and get get those uh, get those combinations right but <clears throat> we clicked pretty pretty well straight away uh, the boys knew each other well uh, and came in it was. Uh, a diverse group, but it was a really good group. And I really enjoyed it. It was something different. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Um, look, you went into coaching pretty quickly after your playing career ended. Was, was that sort of something that was always on the horizon for you to to go into coaching? Yeah, well, <clears throat> it was either coaching or some sort of management within the team. Yeah. Obviously, through probably the last 10, 10 or so years of my career, it was it was a... Uh, was a was a captain and uh, played some sort of role like uh, working with management and those sort of things. So I enjoyed those those sort of things. I'd done coaching while I was playing um, in in the in, in the federal up and I coached at Lille. I got some opportunities there. I worked with the academy at racing. So 
there was always someone something that was uh, was looking at as a pathway. Obviously, you, as a as a rugby player, you're always looking for what's the next uh, pathway after your rugby career because it's a you. It's only short uh, your rugby career, so sure, yeah, sure. That, that was one of those one of those options, and I was lucky enough to be at a club that uh, facilitated that and uh, helped me uh, with, with those progressions. Yeah, fantastic. fantastic. Uh, Fijian and Pacific Islander uh, players, uh, you know, have always been very, very highly regarded within rugby union, uh, but you, you're one of a growing number of uh, coaches from uh, Pacifica background who are now making it to that that, yeah, that really high elite level. Uh, what do you put that growth down to? I think the exposure of uh, uh, our players from the Pacific overseas, so they're getting opportunities overseas. So then after that comes opportunities within the club to to get into the different roles. Um, it's when you when you're on the island, the the, the opportunities are sometimes limited. Um, so to be able to get opportunities, you see there's uh, coaches within uh, Super Rugby, there's coaches within uh, within the, the French system. It's really good to see uh, our, our coaches and staff getting that experience, and hopefully that trickles down back to Fiji, Samoa, and Tonga. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what advice would you give to any budding coaches who are just starting out? Um, I'd give, firstly, if, if you're a player, start doing your work before you finish your career. Don't wait till the end. Um, go out and go out and seek as much um, experience as possible. You can do as much theory as you want, certificates and stuff like that, but it's actually getting out in the field and talking and, and coaching and getting to know how to manage people. That's that's probably the best experience you can have. Uh, the young coaches, I always say, uh, I, I was guilty of it when I was a young coach. You want to try and reinvent the wheel. Sure. But uh, <clears throat> rugby is a pretty simple game. You've got to get a, a ball over the line and then you sort of score, score points. So, <laughs> you get, if you get the if you get the basics right, nine times out of ten you're going to be uh, you're going to be doing well. So yeah, look look after the basics first, and then go to go to go to the more complicated stuff afterwards. Yeah, fantastic. Um, look, when 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 you were announced as the head coach, um, one thing really excited me about that you know, the, the press conference where you you said oh, I've got got a quote here. Uh, one of the biggest things for us is reconnecting with the people. Reconnecting with Fiji, we must be a team of the people. Um, that was really, yeah, obviously very, very uh, exciting for, for me as a, as a fan um, of rugby in general, as well as Fiji rugby. But to you, what does what does a team of the people look like to you? I think it's a it's a team that's <clears throat> that's in the public. It's uh, you're obviously there for a job. You're there to get to the World Cup, and you're there to perform. Uh, you're there to win matches. But you also have to be seen. Uh, I think uh, in the past we've traditionally been locked away in a hotel, go across to the field, come back to the hotel, um, and not really seen by the sorry, seen by the public. So a real priority for me is getting getting our boys when the boys that are here and the boys that are come back, get, remembering where they're from, why they're playing, and who they're playing for. So we will go into a we will go into a camp uh, the first week and we'll be in a village based environment uh, we can't say yeah, where yet, but uh, they we, we will reconnect with our with our people we will stop at uh, the different villages on the way to where we're going and uh, we'll say hello we'll um, we'll do introductions and stuff like that. so we, we want to be exposed when we when we're traveling we want to we want the people to see us and um, and that's if we if we're going to ask the people to support us we have to we have to invest in them uh, so yeah, it works yeah. both ways so um, it's a really uh, big part of what my message is to the players, and I've told the, the players that that's what I want to do, and they 
they're all really keen to be involved in that sort of journey. Um, they they want to they want to reconnect with where they're from, especially the one of the players that are based overseas. Yeah. It's, it yeah. gives them to come back. So I think it's uh, it's going to be a really exciting journey. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. And it, it it seems it sounds like the kind of experience that would benefit the players as much as the fans. Oh, hugely. So there's obviously the connection with the fans because we'll be going out out to the people and they'll be able to see us. There'll be exposure. There'll be times where we have to shut camp and train train hard and stuff like that. But um, <clears throat> a huge part of it is for our players. Um, when 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 you when you come back to play for Fiji, it's uh, it should be the ultimate honour. Pulling on that white jersey should be the pinnacle of your career. Uh, so. I, I was exactly the same when I played. You, you, you needed contracts. You needed to play. You had pride in your club, but playing for your country is the best thing. So, and if you're a Fijian, playing for the five flying Fijians is the ultimate. So, why, why is it the ultimate? Uh, how, how do, how do we, how do we sell it? How do we, how do the players know that we, we, we expose ourselves? So, I think it's really important that the players know where they're from, why we're doing it, and uh, I think it. it, it it leads towards a good, uh, good campaign if we uh, go that way. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, a lot of coaches speak about uh, instilling a certain identity in, into the teams that they coach. Um, this is who we are. This is what we're known for. Um, under your leadership, what do you think the Flying Fiji, or what do you want the Flying Fijians to be known for? Yeah, obviously, obviously our rugby. We, um, <clears throat> I think we've got to. We've got a wide uh, range of talent. We've uh, never been short of talent in terms of our, our players. The big challenge has been bringing them together. Uh, having the draw has been a huge advantage because we've got a base of players here training together, playing together. But well, we want to, we want to be, we want to identify as Fijians playing a Fijian style of rugby. Um, it's it it's very important that we install that. Um, we have certain characteristics as uh, as Fijians that are that are that are that are our strengths, and we must play to them. Um, so that that's going to be that's going to be a goal. Obviously, uh, I'm not going to talk too much in terms sure. of uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> the, 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 the <laughs> That's what we want to be known. We uh, and we want to we want to live. A Fijian as a Fijian rugby team, the culture, um, the things that are important to us, faith, family, religion, those, those things that are that drive our players, and we want to gear our our campaign and our goals towards that. Yeah, fantastic. Um, look, you, you've got yeah, obviously you've got five five matches I think before the Rugby World Cup yeah. kicks off in September, um, but I'm sure yeah, so much of your focus is on the Rugby World Cup. Um, just being how close it is. Can you just give me an idea of how big of a task it is to prepare for a World Cup for you as a coach? Oh, it's huge. It's uh, obviously a short runway. Um, yeah, getting named this year, but it's a it's a great challenge. We've got, uh, like I said, we've got the talent there. We've got the, the the backbone of what we've been trying to create. The, the staff is very similar to what was there before, so we won't be changing too much in terms of the rugby. There'll be certain things that we want to install in their game that that I that that I I want uh, in terms of head coach. But um, yeah, it's it's about getting the the, the cultural side right, the the off field uh, bit right, and then the rugby will look after itself. We've got to get to the World Cup. We've got to get to September the tenth. In the best condition, mentally and physically, uh, ready for that Welsh match. Yeah, definitely, definitely. 
Um, would you would you say? Oh, yeah, obviously, it's it was always going to be somewhat of a daunting task um, taking over the team uh, so 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 soon before a World Cup. But would you say would you say your prior position uh, within high, the high performance team for Fiji Rugby Union made that transition a little bit easier for you? Um, yeah, I think it did. Obviously, in terms of the organisation, the logistics. Um, Obviously, I knew the players before even joining Fiji Rugby, so I know a lot of the know a lot of the players. It's uh, yeah, it it it, it, uh, it has helped. Um, still, there's a lot of crossover in the in the role in terms of uh, what you what you're trying to achieve, high performance, and find the the national teams are within the high performance. So yeah, there is a lot. There is a it does it does help. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, well, just talking about the World Cup again, um, Fiji have once again been drawn in the same pool as the Wallabies and uh, and Wales uh, for, the, for the pool stages of the World Cup. Um, is that a challenge that you relish as a coach playing against those those high class tier one nations? Yeah, well, yeah, there's no easy games in the World Cup. Sure. Uh, you've got Georgia and Portugal as well, which are really really tough. So, yeah, um, no matter what pool you're in, you're going to be playing as tough uh, top opposition. It's uh, just a coincidence that it's probably been the three last World Cups that we've had uh, three of the same opposition. So, yeah, there's some. Uh, it's it's always good to play against the best teams if you want to if you want to progress as a nation if you want your rugby to progress, uh, which we do, obviously. We've made some big progress in the last couple of years in terms of those uh, those teams. We you have to be playing against the best consistently, and that's what we've been consistent. What we've asked for consistently. So um, yeah, we want to play those those uh, the, the top top tier nations as much as possible. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Um, now you're not doing coaching wise. You're not doing it uh, all alone. Thank goodness, uh, because you've got a yeah an absolutely stacked uh, team of assistant coaches with you. You've got people like uh, Saramai Bai, Grand Hughes, Daryl Gibson with you. Um, how important is it to you as head coach to have that caliber of uh, people supporting you? Yeah, it's good, and they're good people. So that's the that's the first thing. They're good coaches, good people. Um, they've been with the Flying Fijians for the last uh, last cycle, Daryl, um, Daryl and Jacko, uh, especially. Um, so they, you, I think we've got Brad Har- we've got Brad Harris coming in, who's been in Fiji since 2017 uh, with the programs, and now with the Drua, um, Graham Jews, who's Who's familiar to all Fijian uh, Fijian fans, ex flying Fijian uh, scrum coach, you forwards coach at Northland. Um, you got uh, you got Sarah Maya Bai, who's, who's come in, vast experience in Senorosi uh, Sarah Vakula. So um, it's a it's a good mix of um, of uh, expert uh, skills and also some some real good up and coming Fijian coaches as well. So there's a good blend and uh, we'll be able to mix the culture with the rugby uh, and get it, get it right. So really happy with the coaching team and I think it'll be really good. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Uh, obviously every team attending the World Cup, um, their aim is to go as deep as possible into the competition and win as many matches as possible. But just speaking very generally, what does a pass mark for Fiji look like for you at this coming World Cup, yeah, it's always been we want to look for the the, the phase final, so getting to getting to the quarterfinal. So that's that's the that's been the goal right from the start. Uh, we've got to be looking at that. Um, to get there, we have to get our performance right. Um, we've, like you said earlier, we've got a great preparation with the PNC, and we got, then we've got uh, lead-up matches against uh, France and England. So we, we we'll be well prepared, uh, battle hardened going into that World Cup. 
and as I said, just getting to that first match in the pinnacle peak, uh, mental and physical uh, state, ready to play that game. Um, yeah, so it's um, it's pretty simple. What what our what our what our result based goal, goals are uh, is to get to the get to the uh, to at least the quarterfinals. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Um, while the preparations for the World Cup are understandably front of mind for you and your team, you've you've also invested really heavily in um, in the local like the the locally based rugby clubs and rugby players you're sort of out there we always see vision of you out there meeting the meeting the uh, local clubs and working with them uh, you'd be forgiven for maybe not not doing that given how, you know, how close the World Cup is um, is that part of your sort of community involvement aspect is is that why you sort of made that that, that yeah. effort to get out and the people as part of that connection as well, getting out there, making making time, uh, making sure people see that you're invested in them. I think uh, as part of my previous role with the with the academies and stuff like that, you know, getting to know like those kids age age 16 up to 23, uh, become very close with them. They're the they're the future, the next generation of of the the, the Drua, the Fijiana Drua, the Fijiana and the the Flying Fijian. So. Yeah, that's that's part of the role of getting out there and being uh, being invested in the community. Yeah, fantastic. Um, look, you thank thank you so much. You've been really really generous with your time. Um, look, just to finish off, do you have um, a message or anything you'd like to say to the uh, to the uh, Fiji rugby fans out there? No, no, just looking forward to you all coming on board and supporting us. Uh, we've got one match this year in uh, Latoka on the twenty second against Tonga, so. Yeah, um, get out there, support us. Hopefully, we can get a full crowd, and uh, yeah, that'll boost. A, that'll give us a good boost on towards uh, the World Cup. Yeah, all right. Uh, thank you so much, Coach. Uh, once again, really, really appreciate your time. Best of luck at the World Cup. Thank you, Jeremy. And that was my chat with uh, Coach Simon Raiwalui, head coach of the Flying Fijians, preparing for the Rugby World Cup uh, this September. I uh, look. You probably picked up on um, yeah me during the during the podcast during the interview there being uh, a little bit uh, nervous and shaky. Uh, look, I apologise for that, uh, but um, yeah, that's what happens uh, when you uh, when when you interview someone like that. He's uh, someone that I really looked up to uh, during. Yeah, I mean, I fell in love with rugby during that '99 World Cup that he played. I think he was captain of Fiji during that World Cup. Um, yeah, I, like I fell in love with the game. I was about nine or ten at that stage, and um, that's all I wanted to do after that was was play footy. So um, yeah, amazing to now get the chance to interview him. So I apologise if I came across a little bit shaky, but um, yeah, it is what it is. And and yeah, I think at least the coach himself was was quite quite uh, quite composed. And yeah, he he's, he's given given I think the Fiji fans and and rugby fans in general. A lot to be excited about and a lot to look forward to uh, at this World Cup. I, I, I think Fiji's preparations, uh, especially the, the the community engagement type stuff, is is so special. And and for all of you locally based uh, uh, listeners in in Fiji, uh, look out for that. You know, please get involved because the the team uh, they're representing uh, all of us. But yeah, you especially, um, you you guys back there in Fiji, uh, that yeah. The, the team needs your support uh, more than ever at this World Cup. So please get out there, you know, follow follow the Fiji Rugby socials 
uh, they're, they're going to be uh, promoting the those appearances and those in, engagement opportunities for you uh, because you know th this team they're uh, they're representing us on the world stage. So it's it'd be really really special for them to to get to meet as many uh, of us fans as possible. So um, yeah, please 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 get out and and do that. Uh, look, that's that's about it. I don't think I could uh, bring you any more this week. Uh, that's that's it. So uh, please share the podcast. Uh, let him, yeah, anyone, any rugby fans, any especially Fiji rugby fans, you know, who you think might be uh, interested in hearing this, uh, please yeah, just just uh, share the link. Please uh, rate rate the podcast wherever you're listening to it. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, they've all got sort of a rating. Uh, rating algorithm there just just please give us five stars it, it definitely helps the podcast and um that's it yeah until next week be good to yourselves be good to each other and i'll catch you then more there